welcome to Those Feckin' Books, an RPG podcast where I do reviews, discussions, musings, and hopefully some interesting conversations. Hey James, it's Jeff. I just listened to your episode where you talked about what happened with your Curse of Strahd game. And I think you handled things fine. Um, if I had been a player in that game, I would have been really excited to see uh, what was going to happen next. Um, you didn't really take the player's agency away by killing them because they came back as a wraith. It was exciting. It set the tone. It made them fearful. I think it was great. Um, sounded to me like that game kind of got scooped out from underneath you by somebody else who had more, uh, I don't know, social... Uh, agenda than you did, and that sucks, and I'm sorry that that happened. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, it was a, uh, a concatenation of circumstance, unfortunately. There was a, a lot going on there, and uh, yeah, it's unfortunate because I did enjoy, I did enjoy running Curse of Strahd. Uh, I liked the character of Strahd, and I think I may revisit him using a different system. It just got to the point where I um, I was so frustrated with um, that one player, um, the way he uh, used the system as a way to try and stop me from jamming, which got to the point uh, that, I that I was really wondering what, why I was jamming in, for them in the first place, and unfortunately uh, I couldn't take the good players with me. But yeah. No worries, we live and we learn. As I drive home from a lovely barbecue at my parents' house and uh, rapidly go over the uh, questions and answers I have to give tomorrow at my um, uh, pest control examination, I'm uh, not really thinking about that. I'm actually thinking about RuneQuest, which seems to be um, very much on my mind lately. Um, as I'm going through it, I see that there is, um, the game lends itself towards telling stories in a realistic manner, at least realistic to the world and how things work there. But it also has, there is a sense of whimsy, a, a whimsical tone to the world where things are... Uh, different than they are here. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about uh, the ducks. The fact that there are walking, talking, not quite Daffy Duck uh, kind of uh, people wandering around the world. Are they a cursed race, to, cursed to look like ducks, or are they uh, are they men cursed to look like ducks, or ducks cursed to uh, wander around like men? Who knows? Who cares? It's perfect. I cannot wait to play a duck. I cannot wait to uh, put a duck in my game. My, um, I was telling my son about the ducks, and he said that my first uh, duck should be called Jean de Quack, which um, is definitely going to happen. But I was thinking about gaming and about uh, gaming seriously versus having a serious game. And by that I mean that I want to set a serious tone with my game. I want there to be the idea that there's real consequences to actions, that um, 
uh, should you choose to act foolishly, death is definitely on the cards, and that the world matters, that your actions um, within the world make sense, and that they also have lasting consequences. That's backed up by a system that has rather um, punishing combat rules, but also with magic being everywhere, and with... uh, a world that is so very interconnected and you uh, by going through the character creation process and creating not only your history but also your family history you feel connected to the world and to what has happened and it makes it a part of you as much as it is a part of the world that I like but another gaming style and one that I encountered a lot as a player is gaming seriously. By that I mean taking the rules, taking the game part of it more seriously than the story part of it. And I just don't know if that's part of my nature. I don't know if I can do that. I look at the rules as a a strongly worded suggestion at best. Um, I like to play by the rules if I feel like the rules make sense and if if they work But there is a part of me that wants to constantly tweak the rules, constantly change them. If if at the table, if during the moment, a rule just does not make sense, then I I will toss it aside. I will not bother with it. But there are moments where I have tried to run... I've tried to run games seriously. And mostly I've done that when I'm running a pre-written adventure. And I think I get boxed in by that pre-written adventure. I think, ah, I've got to do this, I've got to have this, I've got to have all these things happen in such and such order. And I've gotten to the point where pre-written adventures are an anathema to me. I I do not enjoy running them, I do not enjoy um, uh, being a part of them. However, I do enjoy mining them for uh, information. But I wonder if... uh, I do want to produce um, some adventures at some point in the future. And I'm thinking that the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to model it on the way Gareth Ryder Hanrahan uh, runs uh, or wrote the Darkening of Mirkwood campaign for The One Ring. It's very episodic. It's very... um, self-contained but it also there are a lot of um, side roads for example without giving anything away there is uh, a whole section in the book that takes you completely out of the book Um, there are these dwarves who are looking who want to reopen a mine up in the north that's been um, lost to them by the goblins took over that a long time ago and it's been lost to them, but now they want to gather together a group and go there and, and retake it. There is a paragraph on what happens if they go there, and your players are perfectly, perfectly free to go up there and to uh, engage in that. But and the rules never say no, no, no. You you must. Um, uh, I, this is happening, but the players can't take part. Or this is happening, but you know gently but firmly steer your players back towards the uh, preconceived plot. And I like that a lot. 
that is generally how I run games. I like to uh, be free and able to adapt in the moment at the table to the point where sometimes I like to turn up where without even a plot. Uh, generally, I'm running something like Fate Accelerated where I don't have to worry about tailoring the rules to the setting and I just come up with something. And I would suggest that it may be a, uh, an enjoyable experience for, um, for you to give it a try. What I do is... I, I use Fate Accelerated because it's just the easiest system I've found to run a game very quickly. And I ask my players for a couple of setting ideas, a couple of tonal ideas, a couple of genre ideas, a couple of um, uh, villain archetypes. And I mix them all together and just come up with something. And I've found that when I've done that, my players get very, in, uh, very quickly invested in what's going on because they feel that they are a part of it. They feel connected to it. And I feel like they, um, what I want from RuneQuest is I want that, uh, that connection. I know that uh, with this system and with this setting specifically, with how vast it is, in comparison to a you know setting that's made up right then and there, uh, it's going to take some time to get that connection. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. But in the meantime, I think for my birthday, I'm either going to be running Fate Accelerated, or I might be running uh, D6 Star Wars, or possibly Cthulhu Tales. Or um, <laughs> I will be running Cthulhu Tales, but um, that's more of a storytelling board game, which I would highly recommend. Cthulhu Tales and Hobbit, Hobbit Tales by Cubicle 7. Great games. Um, but uh, Cthulhu Dark is probably what I'll be running. And I find that systems that are light and straightforward help me to kind of get over myself. My, my desire to, write, uh, to have the, the best session, to have the... Um, uh, basically writer's block where I can't get uh, I can't get myself uh, to commit to a game because oh, I'm not ready yet, I haven't, I haven't got the idea right but if I don't have to worry about the system at all and I tell myself that my players are going to contribute to it so that I can't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to handle it until the moment we get there it's very freeing. I, I don't have to worry about it, and I can just enjoy it. For those moments when, as a GM, I'm stressed or I'm tired or I've not, uh, I've just not had time to prep, Fate as my go-to system helps me. It helps me still get that game going when I don't feel confident, when I don't feel uh, like I've, like I'm prepared enough. And so, if you want to give uh, Fate Accelerated a try, I would, I would definitely suggest it. It's about um, about five dollars on Amazon, thereabouts, and the um, the rules themselves, the PDF, is pay what you want on their website and on uh, Drive Through RPG. Give it a try. And if you don't have Fate dice, don't worry about it. Um, the rules, 
in Fate Core have an option for D6, uh, D6. You roll 1D6, and that's your positive, and 1D6, and that's your negative, and you just subtract the negative from the positive, and that's your number. It goes a little bit higher than the standard uh, numbers by, by 1. You can get as high as a... Um, a high is a plus five, where on fake dice the highest you can get is a, a plus four. But it works very well. And if you want to give fate a try but you don't have the dice, don't let that stop you. It's definitely worth it. So yeah, just uh, maybe some words of encouragement as I'm uh, feeling rather stressed this week and uh, you know, ever so slightly worried about this test. And I do want to run a fun game on my birthday, so... I am going to uh, go for something, go for something light, and then uh, you know, a couple of days later, when I can get a few people together, then I'll be running Rune Quest, and I'm going to take that uh, slightly more gently. I will start with something small, you know, uh, a poisoned well, or somebody, uh, you know, a villager has gone missing, or something like that, and just draw them into the world as I was drawn into the world. But yeah. How, what systems do you use to um, when you've got gamers block when you don't know uh, when you don't know what to run and you get that feeling of oh I don't know what to run or I I'm not prepared so I can't do it. What system do you turn to or, or do you turn to a system? Maybe a, uh, a supplement book or um, I know some people uh, swear by Sly Flourish and his Lazy Dungeon Master. I've not read it myself, but um, I am interested to uh, give it a go. So yeah, w what works for you? Uh, maybe something I can have a look at. Uh, Spike Pit recommended that I should have a look at the, the Black Hack, and having seen it, I, I need to get a copy of it. I just need to find one locally, and it um, doesn't look like there's any in California, or at least... I'd have to get it shipped from uh, from back home, from the UK, which is going to be uh, rather expensive, so I may have to wait on that, but it does look very good. But yeah, looking forward to hearing from you. You've been listening to Those Feckin' Books, an RPG podcast. If you've uh, got any um, suggestions for topics I should cover or any um, comments, uh, commentary, uh, send me a message. I look forward to hearing from you.